0: Welcome to the Blister Podcast, a program dedicated to interesting people, the great outdoors, and a bunch of other stuff we like. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and you can check us out online at blisterreview.com. This week, we're talking about the brand new gear we just saw in Denver, Colorado, at the SIA Snow Show, which is the annual trade show for all things snow sports we spent four very full days walking the floors of the Colorado Convention Center and having too many meetings to count with various brands to see what they are coming out with next year. So in this conversation, I'm joined by Blister's Sam Shaheen and Luke Kappa to talk about the most intriguing, the most head-scratching, and the most straight-up bizarre new stuff we saw at the show. Before we get to the new gear, we want to tell you about an upcoming event that we are very excited to be participating in, the Women's Ski Week at Breckenridge from February 11th through the 19th. Breckenridge has shown a deep commitment to helping women of all ages and abilities grow their skills and their passion for skiing. Breck's Women's Week is designed by women for women, and there are a whole host of events throughout the week for women of all abilities and interest levels. The crown jewel of the week is the Women's Ski Camp, which runs from February 17th through the 19th. This is a phenomenal three-day ski experience, and the ski camp is run by Breck's best instructors. And as an additional bonus, two Blister reviewers, Kristen and Sasha, will be participating in the ski camp. Kristen and Sasha happen to be two of my favorite people in the whole world to go skiing with, and I'm certain that all the ski camp participants will have a great time getting to know them and skiing with them. Women's Ski Week at Breck kicks off on the 11th with a free She Jumps Mountain outing, Then there is also a Ski Girls Rock lesson developed for young women, a women and wine half-day clinic followed by, yep, Apres Wine, and then there are yoga classes and other social events that will allow you to connect off the mountain too. We'll be rolling out more information about Breck's Women's Ski Week, but for now go to breckenridge.com and click on the events calendar to learn more and sign up. We look forward to seeing you there. Now let's get to our conversation about all that new gear. Okay, I am here with um, two newbies to the podcast, um, Sam Shaheen, who we like to lovingly call our outerwear guru, you all know from previous reviews and we like always link to your outerwear 101 and 201 articles. That keeps keeps Sam yeah, keeps yeah, Sam good. current. That's you really good. need to write like a 301. You're <laughs> yeah, due. You're well, due for some new. You're due for some new content. There's, on this. there's
1: there's a few ideas there too. I think it's soft shells.
0: Okay. We'll talk I like about it. that. I like it. We will. We will talk about that. Um, and then we we're also here with Luke Coppa. Don't call me Coppa. Um, Luke Coppa. And um, Luke has.
2: How long have you been around at Blister now? Since July of 2016, I think seven months or so, something like that.
0: We like Luke. We like Luke, Um, and so uh, we are going to just kind of provide a bit, um, let you know a bit about the stuff we've been seeing um, the last two days, um, you know, at the show. And um, so let's let's go, Sam. Let's put you on the spot. What thing that thing that. A a single product that has kind of jumped out the most at you?
1: Um, you know, I'm, you know, of course, supposed to be talking to the outerwear side of things, but I'm going to start out deviating from that just because um, having ridden the old Scarpa Mistrali for a really long time, the new Mistrali line from Scarpa is totally revamped, and it seems to at least on the surface fix pretty much every problem I had with that boot, huh. which there was rather mini i think as many of the users would probably agree so i'm super pumped on that boot it's a 130 flexing came in a bit lighter better walk mode fewer buckles um no no more of this weird convertible tongue hinge thing it's yeah i'm I'm pumped on it for sure
0: what is the is this a replacement or an update to the rs or sl or
1: both the rs and the regular mistrale both got totally revamped um and then the rest of the line, as far as the Freedom stuff, I think stayed pretty much the same. Okay. Um, but the Mistralis are total, totally new boots, so huh. they, look, they look cool.
0: Huh. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking a decent amount about boots here, but um, Luke, what do you, what do you got?
2: Um, so Armada um, changed up their line a bit, and one of the skis I'm really excited about is their what they're calling the ARV-116 JJ, um, so basically the replacement to the JJ 2.0 that a lot of people have liked, and they basically spooned the tips and uh, made it into a bit more, I don't know, I don't want to say powder specific, but they basically told us that it's uh, kind of their freestyle ski because a lot of park skiers were complaining that they see 40 year olds rocking the JJ too. So now um, they've got uh, kind of more freestyle oriented uh, ski for them. And yeah, I've always been interested in the DPS spoon, but coming in at 140 underfoot, not the most versatile. Um, And the JJ seems like a ski that would fit my style a lot more. Um, not quite as hard charging, but looks super playful.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and, and to speak to that too, they're saying that Sammy ski for one thing, which is interesting mm-hmm. to hear. And also the whole, the whole Sam, line, Sammy Carlson Sammy. ski. Yeah. yeah. And the whole line is, uh, is done mad graphics and it's really throwback to like 2010, 2011 Armada. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I like the graphics a lot.
0: Cool. Yeah. You guys, we have some, some photos of this. Yeah. Okay. We will, um, so we will link this podcast episode back to a, a, a page on Blister. Um, it's kind of late in the day, and we've did, done nothing but talk all day and not eat food. And so if, if, if well, I'll just say for myself, if, if I can't get sentences out straight, I apologize. But, um, but yeah, we'll check out the site um, for the, the show notes page for this, and we'll, we'll, we'll throw up a lot of kind of corresponding photos for you to check out. Um, well, okay, let's just get to it. I mean, I'm, I am shocked at what just happened in touring boots. Um, I swear it was like a day ago where it was, we started seeing, you know, a product that I love that I still call my favorite touring boot, the Solomon Mountain Lab, this boot you can ski hard in. And I think that's coming in at like... 1650 grams and like we just showed up and there's so many companies showing off these boots that are like supposed to be like 130 flex boots sub 1500 grams
1: I mean if you're not making a 130 flex touring boot are you really a ski boot company (laughs) at the show I mean every single company has a 130 flexing touring boot and the number of of those boots that are super light, yeah. like crazy light. I yeah. mean, the Scott boot is 1340, 1340. or something. 40. So
0: let's let's talk about that. So, I mean, and like, look, you, you guys hopefully by now know what we do. Like, we're not here to be like, dude, it's an awesome world. Everybody's somehow magically made a 130 that skis amazingly and it's sub 1500 grams. Like, this is not going to go well for everyone. It, if it does, my head will be blown and then like, I'll just be dead somewhere, like on a skin track. But like, so this can't possibly fare well for everyone, right? We talk about all the time, like, what will it be? Do you want ultra light, you know, and you're willing to put up with marginal downhill performance? Or are you willing to accept some weight and have a boot that is strong and powerful and goes downhill well? So if if the world just changed overnight and suddenly our new benchmark is sub-1500 grams for a hard skiing boot. Like, I don't know what to say, but we got a lot of contenders and you just named one of them. Um, What's the name? We've got, talk about this boot from Scott.
1: Yeah, so the Scott S1 130, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a kind of a wild boot. Um, If you guys happen to see the Instagram story we posted on SIA Day, there's a video of flexing it and it is crazy. It's got a front Mm -hmm. mounted walk ski mode. So it kind of comes right underneath the like an ankle retention buckle so what, it's like the third buckle on mm-hmm. the boot yeah. and so to, to 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 deactivate you have to pull un, undo the buckle and this big chunk of metal in the front just slides forward and um the way that it flexes is kind of crazy i mean luke you put it on and-
2: yeah it's bizarre um so since the locking or the ski hike locking mechanism is right in front of your ankle the The boot actually flexes out in the forefoot, which is really odd. And like we showed in the story today, it's very noticeable. Um, I was surprised that I didn't feel the pressure of that big hunking metal piece, uh, like on my instep or anything, um, because Sam mentioned this, as you're flexing forward, your ankle moves back. So it kind of makes sense. Um, But you could definitely feel the toe box expanding a lot, and you could see it, which is just kind of bizarre to me. I
0: mean, I got to say, like, it looked cool like the but mostly you're just like that's in the wrong place like you know and (laughs) it looks weird yeah but I like sometimes I see stuff like that and i am be like well I'm definitely not reviewing that (laughs) but it that thing actually looks interesting and I have no idea and it's so light and it's so light so let's talk about that so because there was the um they had the s1 S1 130 and then there 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 was a bump up where there's actually a really nice looking liner yeah. um, in their top of the line which I think is called something like the S1 Pro, yeah, I think yeah, Pro. Yeah. Um, and that's like it's $50 more but honestly yellow it's, it's yellow <laughs> uh, but it's like 50 bucks more but and I didn't see the liner of the the, uh, the white boot the S1 130 that these guys were trying on and talking about but Man, that liner looks sweet in the pro. Yeah. I, it's, anyway, that's the first like crazy crazy kind of thing uh, on the boot front. Um, the second thing, though, I, I just posted a review, finally, um, of the Atomic Hawks Ultra 130, a four-buckle, lightweight boot. That to be honest, I mean, I took forever before I was willing to publish a full review. Like I picked that boot up at SIA last year and got fitted for that boot at SIA. So literally almost a year till I was willing to be like, okay, here, here's this boot. I have over 40 days in it. Um, and that the, the four buckle riveted cuff um, Hawks Ultra 130 was coming in at just shy of 1700 grams, which is crazy. Well, the new Hawks Ultra XTD 130, the, this Hawks boot with a walk mode, this is coming in at a stated weight of 1420 grams. That's a boot with a walk mode. I mean, I, I really thought when they were walk-moding the Hawks Ultra 130, my only question was, like, how much heavier did the boot I reviewed just get? and they shaved a couple hundred grams almost almost 300 grams off of it according to stated weights um and they've said like they've they 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 shaved weight on the liner um but still adding what looks like a burly looking walk mode i mean like you could murder people with that walk <laughs> mode if you removed it it's like Game of Thrones style Prison dagger, style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Prison shank walk mode. That's exactly what they should have named that. By Excellent. the way, um, I, it's just it's just crazy, and I I um I'm looking forward to skiing that thing, and I I may actually be in that boot on Sunday or Monday, touring with Sam, and um, we will certainly tell you. Um, but it's uh, yeah, we're, we're we're kind of I think that's the thing. I mean, we just entered seemingly a bizarro world, or or companies are just way overplaying their hand about the ability to make a one a true one thirty flex boot that skis well, and I don't know. It just seems like at that, that weight, that just represents a leap, an advancement leap that maybe we see in three to five
1: years, not not like a year. Well, I mean, everyone has it, right? Every yeah. new company is doing it. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Um. By the way. Uh, speaking, this is a kind of random transition, but I, I've i yet to meet with DPS officially, but I've kind of walked through the booth a few times. Two noticeable things were missing. One, the DPS Spoon, the 148 underfoot, you know, bathtub POWski, like Paul, our reviewer Paul Forward's, like, favorite POWski of all time, but then, I mean, in some ways more surprising to me, I didn't see the DPS Lotus 138. Did you guys?
2: Nope. The, when I rolled through there, the biggest thing they had uh, was the Lotus 124. Yep. And yeah, considering how many people really love the 138, that was very surprising.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I first of all, DPS stands for Drake Powderworks. And secondly, that Lotus 138 was a truly revolutionary ski mm-hmm. I still think in terms of dedicated pow skis it's one of the best I've ever been on if that thing just went away like I we know what our like rest in peace award is and like we should hold like a televised ceremony or something in <laughs> like in the streets of Denver you know um but that's crazy to me so I I, I need to like hightail it to confirm what's going on there but I don't think they just somehow don't bring the Lotus One Thirty Eight with you to the, to the trade show if it's still a thing.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely confused. Yeah, yeah
1: that's a, that's a weird one.
0: Anyway, we hope you we hope you're still around Lotus <laughs> One Thirty Eight. Um, anyway, what else do you guys have?
1: Uh, yeah, I can go uh, rapid fire here through a few things. Um, G Three has a new sort of charging touring ski, the Sender One Twelve, with a sheet of metal in it and kind of a cool, mellow tip rocker with a pretty flat tail, It looks like looks like kind of a cool ski. Um, Patagonia has some cool stuff. Their new Descensionist Touring Kit looks really cool. Um, it's a proprietary soft shell, looks super breathable, four-way stretch, um, it could be a really cool touring kit. And their Descensionist Pack also, which I think we'll, we'll, we'll be out on, it looks quite cool from the ski mountaineering, ski touring point of things. Um, Fly low is sort of eschewing, blah, whatever. Avoiding,
0: are you trying to say? <laughs> are you trying to use the fancy word for avoiding?
1: No, I'm trying to say something else. Okay. <laughs> We're going to cut this part. No, right? we don't. No. <laughs> no. Nope. Anyway, they're bringing back event. Um, Issuing straight, in? Issuing in. ISS
0: UI? Okay, I thought you were
1: trying to say shoe No, not a shoe. Okay. Definitely not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. Issuing in, um, reissuing in, I should say, event with a new layup that feels super burly. And talking to Dan over there, it sounds like they've kind of reworked the tech and it should be a lot more durable. Hmm. Um, but they're really pumped on that as a PNW shell sort of thing. Uh, they also have a cool nano air competitor, a real breathable insulation piece which, which is full synthetic. And it do you looks know what really
0: they're cool? Do you know what they're calling that or I haven't I don't um, think I've seen that piece yet.
1: No, I, I got a picture of it for you but okay. um, I didn't get it from Dan no he was he was excited about it but okay. he wasn't telling me names. Army's okay. <laughs> um, doing some cool stuff. They have uh, carbon and wood and all their skis and a bunch of them are going to get metal I guess, mm-hmm. which kind of is a cool level of customization. Ordevox is continuing doing a ton of stuff in wool. Uh, they, I think, as far as wool insulation goes, and not on the base layer side. Ordovox is doing tons of wool. And when do when do I get to stop
0: thinking of ordevox as just like a beacon and shovel company? Um, whenever should, you want. Should that have happened a long time ago? <laughs>
1: you know, their their outdoors cool. They've got some cool stuff, but it's not a huge line. It's not really focused. Or it's not. It's not really broad. It's. It is. It is really focused on on touring and and stuff like that. Um, they have a cool airbag system that we haven't looked at. Um, they've got a uh, few packs that look really interesting too. So that's cool. Um, BCA redid their airbags, so the float packs are all new. It's a lot more compact. It shaves a lot of weight. The canisters are a lot smaller. It so, looks nice.
0: So we need to we need to talk about that right because yeah. that <clears throat> that is like we're talking about. Like if ski boots, like touring boots, just went like, what the hell? How'd you get so light? This is what we need to see, actually. Like most in skiing, right? Airbag packs need to make the leap in terms of weight, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and where are like where are we at? And where's this kind of state of the union? Are you seeing like everybody that made substantial? gains here or it's a couple of select companies
1: or? You know, I think the big ones, which is the Mammut Snowpulse stuff and the BCA float packs both got revamped. Um, The Snowpulse 3.0 is really cool from Mammut it shaves a ton of weight. Um, I wasn't able to get weight specifics from the BCA guys on the new float stuff, but it's definitely a lot smaller. They were saying somewhere in the realm of 20%. So it's not this drastic weight change we're seeing from the Mammut side of things. Um, but definitely it's going in the right direction, and I think anything that makes these airbags more more accessible to the everyday tour is great, but we're still seeing this huge issue, which is entry price, and these things are mm-hmm. crazy expensive. But you can the, the, the new Mammut with the Snow Pulse 3.0 and their ultralight pack is 1,500 grams. Huh. 1,500 grams, and that's without a canister, so you add, you know... In the U.S. with the with the big canisters, so six or seven hundred grams, something yeah. like that. Um, but that's 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 pretty amazing compared to where we've been at. So um, I'm really I'm really impressed with that, definitely. Especially the snow pool side of things. It looks it looks cool. Mm-hmm. It looks cool for cool. sure.
2: Nice. Yeah, on my side, um, kind of across the board in apparel, uh, we're seeing a continuing movement away from crinkly hard shells. Um, started kind of with CNET last year. And then Sam and I were both really excited about uh, NeoShell 2.0. Um, basically, it's a lot more supple um, and has a really good hand to it. Um, feels a lot like a soft shell without a membrane in it. Um, and we saw that in Strafe. Uh, they used it in both a non-insulated and an insulated jacket. Um, And Armada um, was working with CNET a little bit more, also throwing it into the resort uh, jackets, which was interesting, considering that it was mostly seen in the touring scene last year. Um, And then, as we mentioned, the dissensionist um, moved towards that soft shell. Um, And I think that's a great move, especially in the touring area. You get a lot more freedom of movement and just not having to deal with that typical crinkly kind of yeah, stuff we, that we're used to. We want soft shells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me we. and By, Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: I'm I'm there too. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you. Um, are they actually calling it Neo Shell 2.0? No, not officially. Yeah. Um, it's so, this one where they're trying to like downplay somehow the fact that they've iterated on Neo Shell?
1: No, I think it's just this sort of this sort of continual improvement. It's gotten to a point where it's kind of different enough from the original mm-hmm. to where there's.
0: You know it would be yeah, sweet, right? I mean, what what it should be called, Neo Neo Shell. <laughs> You're welcome. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You're
1: welcome. <laughs> but no, it does look really cool. Um, one thing that they're that they're doing, talking to the Polar Tech guys, because they had some issues with durability at the beginning, and they've started controlling, doing sort of a Gore style control where they control the face <laughs> and the backer. Where when it first came out, they were just basically selling membrane, and manufacturers be like, oh, we want to do this crazy heavy face fabric and this weird fleecy backer or whatever, and like. The, no no more of that, which is which is good to see, I think, because these membranes are are they're a delicate thing and doing it right is important. Mm-hmm. So
0: And so where are we seeing the Neo Neo Shell? Do we do we know already know specific
1: so we said strafe? Yeah, so the strafe sham, which is their touring, or the sham yeah. two rather, is still getting sort of the old Neo mm-hmm. Shell treatment. Yeah. Um but Pretty much everything else that we saw was this new, better hand, this this better drape. Can you, it's a bit heavier. Can you tell me any specific... I, I want to check some of this out. Like, so yeah, yeah. you know, who's,
0: who's making... Who's going to be using um, this? What company? Polar
1: Tech's really pushing the Strafe and the Mountain Hardware side okay. of it. So the Strafe, one of their more, sort of their 50-50 jackets, is, is this new feel. It, it is a bit heavier than the that's, old stuff because they use a bit heavier liner. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that gives that hand. Okay. Um, but Polar Tech is pushing Strafe and... Um, Mountain Hardware. Also, there's a, a, a newish Japanese company called Teton Brothers, oh, yeah. uh, that is doing a proprietary Neo shell that looks really cool. Um, it's proprietary, I think, is more of a marketing thing than anything else. I think it's just sort of a custom backer that they're using, um, but they have some kind of crazy designs, mm-hmm. and it's it's really it seems maybe like really high quality. maybe
0: I can sell my
1: Neo Neo shell <laughs> idea to the Teton <laughs> Brothers. Yeah, yeah, talk to those guys. Okay, cool, <laughs> sweet. Um, <laughs> and cool. while, actually, while we're on the topic of Polar Tech, one of the cool insulation things that we're seeing a lot of is this Alpha Direct. Um, basically, you know, Alpha is this knit insulation. That some of these super breathable insulators are are being made out of, but Alpha Direct is kind of like an even lower density version of Thermal Pro. This you know this high loft sort of fleecy stuff, um, and it's being used in a lot of insulated shells. We're seeing it in OR and Mountain Hardware. Um, one of the Strafe ladies' pants uses it. Yep. Um, it's and it's it's interesting. It it has has a nice kind of cozy feel. It'll be interesting to see where it goes, but I think it's, 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 it's a positive forward mm-hmm. movement and breathable insulation for sure.
0: Cool. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, I want to talk about metal a little bit. Um, that was actually one of the things that I was pretty excited to see It's not by no means, like, it was this, like, everybody's throwing, like, metal and stuff. And, in fact, like, one of the things that, uh, as a line, was particularly surprising to me was going back to Scott skis. Holy crap. Like, they just basically are taking what is their touring ski core... And they just outfitted their whole kind of whatever free ride or all-mountain line with it. That stuff is coming in crazy – I won't call it crazy light. It didn't feel crazy light to me. But this is just – that's what they're rolling with. They're like, this is our new stuff. And I'm like, that's touring ski weight. And, like, frankly, rolling in the backcountry on those shapes is pretty sweet looking. I'm I'm very, very intrigued to find – in particular, like, the scrapper – 115 um, and then I guess we're now doing the Punisher 105 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Intra- good ones, looking yeah. shapes
1: that Scrapper 115 is what like 1700 grams in a 189
0: 1800 mm-hmm. grams I think it's 1800 okay. grams yeah. in yeah. a 189 Yeah, and it's like well that's insane <laughs> but it still felt it felt interesting to me. Whereas sometimes I like pick a ski like that up and I just put it right back and mm, think yeah. like, well, we won't review that. Like I'm in, I'm interested to see what what they're able to pull off with that yeah. ski and that Punisher 105 mm, looked yeah. really interesting yeah. too. So meaning there are exceptions like that at the show, but um, I had a, a really encouraging conversation I guess with um, w- at Nordica um, and obviously. Um, you know, we were pretty quick to sing the praises... By we, I mean me, I guess, first... Of that, that Enforcer 100. And I think Nordica has done a real smart thing. They're kind of building a line out... With the success that they saw... Um, with that Enforcer 100. And they did a nice job on the Enforcer 93. And you know what? Sorry, but thank God that Patron is dead now. And I am happy about that. <laughs> that stupid tip on that thing... We called it the spear or the pancake tip, and it was dangerous and terrifying, and I know there's some people who love their Patrons, and God bless all of you, but it is a good day that that ski's dead, so you're welcome. Um, it's been replaced now by a ski called the Enforcer... Uh, are they, 115, I think? No, that's, I think this is the Enforcer 110, okay. and you can no longer pancake the tip to the ground. It's no longer a spear. This is good for things like knee health, And um, they're just doing it. They're they're keep keep playing it. But I had I talked to Sam Beck, who um, has been their product uh, kind of their product manager, and he's taken on a a different a bit of a different role at Nordica. But the whole conversation was just because you put metal or titanol into a ski does not mean you have to be out like setting out to build a gnarly super stiff ski. Turns out it often just makes the ski ski well and give it nice suspension and helps with stability. And a really cool thing is um, on Nordica's women's skis, they have put metal back into their women's line. I think this is a really smart move. I think it's a good move. Um, Nordica's women's skis just were touring skis. And I think there's going to be some... I, I can't wait to get our women on some of those things to see what they think. Um, and I'm I'm happy to see that trend. Like it's it's cool. I think uh, Scott made a kind of philosophical decision. This is what we're doing with our line. But the fact that we're seeing people be like, "Yo, it's supposed to be for inbounds use. Let's put some weight back into it. Let's get some metal back into it." These are positive things. I feel like I'm running for. This is like my platform <laughs> when I run for the presidency,
1: and we all cheer. Yes.
0: Um. But but yeah. Honestly, like I think I think. Um, Nordica's women's line and men's line is just looking on point to me, and um, we'll, we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. Um,
2: yeah, I saw a similar thing in uh, Sego skis. Um, they, I'm blanking on the name of the model, but they had two new skis that um, also have metal in them, uh, two layers, but they're not like that super stiff, super demanding charger ski. They're just meant to be a good damp ski to handle variable conditions. Um, which is yeah cool to see again.
1: Well that's interesting because that brings up the point cuz the, the Sego guys have a have a swallowtail ski mm-hmm. and then ah. there's the very very prominent pescado, obviously mm-hmm. and uh, the line pescato that yeah, has yeah. a swallowtail that mm-hmm. we've reviewed. Yeah, I mean are 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 we seeing the swallowtail come back? I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> You're into the swallowtail. Yeah, I mean why not? I, I think know. it's I think it's good fun. Yeah. I think skiing is supposed to be fun. Swallowtails are fun, man. <laughs> well, Sego
2: actually had two swallowtails. They Here we had go. One thirty something underfoot powder ski with one the swallowtail. wizard. The wizard. The wizard. Yeah. The,
0: it's one thirty. Uh, it's okay. One thirty-four.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. yeah okay. Big, big ski. ski.
0: If the if the Lotus one thirty-eight is dead, we might need.
1: <laughs> I bet that
0: Lotus one thirty-eight, by the way, is going to be like a, a limited edition. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. But anyway.
2: Yeah. Anyways, they also have a bit of a smaller version of that steve <laughs> that is about maybe a hundred centimeters long kinda up uh... associate editors cy whitling's alley it's their <laughs> swallow tailed full rocker snowblade. uh... collaboration with pit viper what um, they
1: it the uh, the rosignar
2: it's the rosignar st 69 <laughs> <laughs> and on the top sheets it very accurately describes what it's made of it says made of materials um, and yeah, this is a collaboration with Pit Viper that is probably my most likely or most wanted to steal just for the novelty of it and to see if I could actually put bindings on it. We were looking at the rocker profile and you'd probably have to put your heel piece at the end of the ski to be able to even stand up on them. They're, yeah, they're awesome. They're cool. They're cool for sure.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, which kind of brings us to our... Luke launched us into our products you most wanted to steal. Um, do you want the Sago Yeah, the so. snowblades.
2: I think they're on to something, and I need to I need to get into that swallowtail snowblade market while it's hot. <laughs> yeah, while <well>, it's hot.
1: <laughs> did you did what? Uh, yeah, I mean, they uh, what are those those darn tough guys got a soft serve ooh, machine? Yeah, that's dude. Cool. That was I think that was <laughs> my. I think last year yeah. I gave that the it's, product and oh, must... it's life saving. Oh man, <laughs> so I, I, I thought that was so original and funny, but no, uh, no. well, well I'm one step ahead of you still. So. <laughs> but darn oh. tough was still Oh yeah, maple still... ice cream with bacon chunks. Yeah. There was waffles and the snowboards. That was that Wa- van's food Vans booth? waffles. Yeah, they also yeah. You know what, you out. guys could tell me this. I had no waffles. Oh. We ate we ate waffles for lunch. Waffles and beef jerky. Yep, yeah, yep. you are both officially fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, waffles that would have been amazing. Vans, okay. Yeah. But Shoot. on a serious note, though, I want those Mistrales. Those oh, Mistrales, right. they look really cool. Um, I think that's as far as making your ski day better. Nothing like good boots, and yeah. those Mistrales look cool. Mm-hmm.
0: It's funny. I this is this is a bit of a. I don't know that I've had yet the, like, single product. I got to say, like, I'm super curious. This is more of the, like, Crazy Curious Award or something. This Atomic Hawks uh, touring boot, like, we'll see. And I always, like, I always hate, like, we talk about all this new stuff, whatever. I'm still a fan of the Solomon Mountain Lab. I think that boot is kick-ass. It has proven itself. I'm a fan of the Solomon Mountain Explorer. I think it's kick-ass, you know, and like we've got a ton of days and multiple reviewers in these things, and so again, before we like start throwing lollipops and blue ribbons at all this new shit that we haven't actually had in the field yet, like props to people that have already done stuff well and the Mountain Explorer and the um, Mountain Lab both come back, um, Mountain Explorer in a new color. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Was but a like uh, bright
2: orange. <laughs>
0: no, it's like I don't know what you call it. It's kind of a yellow orange, yeah. but not but not like yeah. super bright. Um anyway, um I am curious about those. Um the funny thing for me I think is I there I've have had I think I've done this in the past where like there's a number, there's like a specific number that I, I feel like it's the, this this year at SIA, this is the magic number and I think that number is 115. We're seeing all of these like interesting 115 skis out that I actually really want to ski. Fisher has this Fisher Ranger 115 and it looks sick. Like it's a bit of a departure. It's not as light as like the Ranger 98, Ranger 108. It just, it's a It's a stiffer, like let's not mess around ski, but, but tip and tail rockered. And I'm just like, this thing's going to ski awesome, I think. Um, Nordica is doing this. They're calling it the Nordica Enforcer Pro 115 underfoot. Only comes in a 191, and um, again, it's not. It's and I don't mean to overstate how burly this Fisher is, but like it's it's substantial. It's it's no it's not a noodle. Um, Nordica's got this Enforcer uh, Pro at 115, and I'm I'm seeing a number. I'll do a better job on the site when we sort of write up this part. But suddenly, like. 115 I'm like intrigued I don't I haven't really been intrigued in the 115 range for for a minute and uh that's my that's the number that's my number my SIA 2017 115 is the number
1: for me it would be um 130 with air quotes Uh uh-huh we'll 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 see how 130 all these boots really are but I mean, yeah they're everywhere
0: Yeah. It's like every booth. <laughs> yeah, or
1: if there was a number
0: for SIA 2017, it would be sub 1500 yeah. <laughs> grams. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, well, what else? Let's 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 kind of wrap this up. What do we um I will I will have to say, um it's it's certainly a boot that um it's been a reference boot for me for several seasons, the Fisher RC four one thirty. Um Fisher has overhauled this boot and um uh It is, I think largely the overhaul um, is in terms of like some of the the shaping and fit of the boot. But given that that's been a reference for me, I'm certainly curious to check that out um, and should, I think, be getting in that pretty soon. Um,
2: Uh, I have to give a shout-out to uh, the Lion Skis booth because they had (laughs) a professional masseuse uh, sticking around, and that probably saved my shoulders today considering we weren't hauling around plenty of buyer's guides and catalogs yeah. and they
1: were given solid massages. it was too. It, it was, was like, like 10 15, 10, 15 minutes. minutes you know some of us great. were just in
0: meetings all day <laughs> you guys were like getting massages
2: and get eating waffles yeah.
0: i need yeah i need to get my schedule under your yeah i was hanging out with the wrong people
2: yeah
1: yeah and you um, know we're, we're at sa and we always see sort of some some wacky stuff that's kind of funny um luke and i are walking past this booth and i I go to grab a mint, sort of covertly, and this woman behind the counter, like, makes eye contact with me, and, like, I'm, like, walking away, and I have the mint in my hand, and I'm, like, kind of roped into this, and, 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 and she starts g- giving me the spiel, and she's like, you know, don't you want to go skiing in your snowboard boots? And she's got the system where, like, a little, like, cage that you put snowboard boots in, and it clicks into ski bindings, and we saw this two, in two different booths who were making this pretty much the exact same product. Yeah. So I think that was that was good, entertaining, wacky, yeah. fun.
2: The yeah, yeah, the best part was they they had it on an old pocket
1: rocket. Which yeah, like the saving grace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mounted on like vintage pocket rockets. These <laughs> things are just beat to hell, and ah, oh, excellent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. One more shout out I have to give is uh, on the on the skinnier side sc- side of things. Um, one um, K two is actually making some like just solid-looking carvers that, yeah, for anybody who actually likes carving shit up, um, I'm, I'm actually intrigued to check these out. Another thing is I'm kind of I've, – I've banged this drum for on some past, I don't know, podcasts or on the site, but um, Black Crows is – they've got a few new skis out that um, we're, we're, we should be getting on soon, and, that, and I'm excited about all of them, actually – but they're making, um, it's called, the, I believe, the uh, Vetris. Um, I think I'm saying that right, but this is basically a kind of 75 under, 75 millimeters wide carver, but it doesn't, it looks like a kind of, they just put in kind of all mountain or free ride graphic on it, and I've always been like, can someone make a, like, a carver that doesn't make you look like you're just like a wannabe racer because turns out like you know carving at high angles is something that seems like a legitimate thing to do. Well, maybe some it's it's
1: guys. I think 75 is a free ride ski. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if you saw the rest of Black Crow's line, yes, you could, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm sure
0: it's it's sarcasm. They do <laughs> though also make like a non fist GS ski that's like I think 68 underfoot. Hmm. And, and I love it. Like, they, they might get kind of... I don't know if Black Crow's wins my, like, most versatile, because they have a kind of non-fist regulation GS ski, 68 underfoot, I believe. Then they have this 75 Carver that doesn't look like a sort of dad Carver. Yeah, yeah. And then they have a SkiMo ski. And then they also have their, like, 122 underfoot, you know, full mm-hmm. pow ski. Yeah. Like, those guys, are, they're getting around. And I was talking with one of the founders of Black Crows today, and they were just like, "Well, we like to solve like what we like to do." And I'm like, "Cheers, bro! Like, <laughs> here's the versatility and know. like, yeah, don't don't put us in a little box." Um, yeah. Anyway, um, should we go eat food or oh God, yeah,
1: ha- or have a out, beer? Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, done. <dying. laughs> anyway,
0: well, that is our um, that is our little SIA overview for the moment. Um, we will start testing some of this stuff pretty immediately um check the site for some more updates um specifics in terms of rocker picks and profiles and um you know we'll be saying a bit more about some of these skis and other products but um all, all in all i'd say it's a, I, i'd say that this has been a pretty interesting sia i'm pretty excited about a number of the things we've seen and um yeah so time to go get on snow cool. let's go skiing? Let's go skiing. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you folks later. Bye. That's it for this edition of the Blister Podcast. Many thanks to Sam and Luke for the conversation and to our strikingly handsome audio engineer, Justin Bob, who has to get up real early to go do ski patrol work tomorrow, so we appreciate him staying up late to work on this podcast. Thanks, J-Bob. And ladies, please join us in Breckenridge for Breck's Women's Ski Week, From February 11th through the 19th, go to Breckenridge.com and click on the events calendar to learn more and to sign up, and we look forward to seeing you there. Till next week, take care.